We begin in a small town in Provence, France, in 1707. A little town. It's a quiet village. Every day is like the one before. And wandering out of a bakery is a baker with her tray, like always. Chloe. She's carrying a humble tray of small, tiny pastries, predecessors to modern-day cakes, which still haven't quite turned the corner during this time period, but she's got these famous little cupcakes that she's ready to share with people. When suddenly, she looks at her tray with absolute abject terror and flings it across the town square, running and screaming. The villagers look at her, unable to process for a moment what is so terrifying about what she sees as she grabs a man next to her and screams in his face, The baby cakes! The baby cakes! The TARDIS materializes in this same small town square not long after these events. And stepping out of the door are a recently reunited Dr. Carrie and Lita. I almost said Travis. And then I'm like, wait. Wait a second. The doctor had quickly picked up his friends outside of the home of his previous friend, Travis. They're probably still friends. I don't know. I don't want to judge what's going on with y'all. But I don't know if you keep in touch, if you follow each other on TikTok or whatever. But the doctor, following a lead given to him by the bookkeeper, has come back to France to find the new Corsair who has been living the life of Julie Diabne in Provence, France. Okay, so... uh I guess we should look for explosions, fire, any sort of sign of our friend Julie, but uh, first and foremost, we must find her immediately. Tavern? Tavern seems like, I mean, I'm voting Tavern. That's actually, I th- yeah, that was a great call. Uh, um, Carrie, are you mentally prepared to, to be with Julie again? Because I know she's your absolute favorite in the universe, and I love that for you, but I just want to make sure, like, we have some very important things to take care of, so are you, are you going to be all right? I'm just like sedated. I'm sedated. How, how's a good sedation way for Carrie? I don't know. Sedation a chamomile cookie? tea. Yeah. Perfect. I'm just picturing Carrie stepping out of the TARDIS with big glasses, a big floppy hat, a cup of tea, and just kind of a jaunty kind of casual posture. Eat, pray, Carrie. I love it. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly, yeah, with some chamomile tea. Just living living the the best chill life we're trying to be a little bit more chill this time you know trying a little bit something different for the finale gotta be cool for your heroes do the two of you have uh period uh appropriate clothes because i feel like this time we knew we were coming to this era oh are we doing um dress up time is this is this like oh, i was just wondering time? like if it happened off camera and we, you know you're just stepping out with you know 
appropriate, you know, period appropriate. Well, I mean, this is going to turn into a 20 minute conversation. Okay, then let's not. So you can. (laughs) (laughs) So the answer is yes. And and we'll find out. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, the answer is absolutely yes. (laughs) Yeah. So you notice as you are walking through this town square that there is strangely a tray that is like face down on the ground, like someone dropped the tray. And you can see it's a shame that you have this delicious cup of tea and these cakes would go great with the tea, but you probably don't want a ground cake. So it is unfortunately not, it's probably been out for a while. It's probably a little stale anyway, so I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> yeah, but stale cookies I, are I, I squat down right in front of it and I put my finger in a bit of the frosting and I taste it and I go, something terrible has happened here. <laughs> Doctor, make a... Constitution saving throw. <laughs> sort of, yeah. I'm gonna have you make a make a make a medicine and awareness check. Oh, okay. okay. Wow. So I uh, I uh, I rolled a one and a two on my dice, so that's gonna put me at a ten with a one. So okay, okay. Seems fine. Hmm. Seems fine. Yeah, seems fine. It seems off. Like it seems seems like a cake you ate at the ground, but nothing else about it is unusual. <laughs> it's a little gritty, not in a mascot sense, in a there's dirt in it kind of way. So yeah, it's got a little bit of grit to it, but yeah, nothing nothing seems off to it too, except except for like a shame that someone dropped their old cake on the ground. What a what a disappointment. Where are the where are the people? Where the pe- where's people? Are there people? I'm looking around to see if there's any people. There are not people, and there are the occasional signs similar to these these cake trays. There are signs of stalls that have wares from previous like occupants, but like no one bothered to clean up their mess. They kind of like took off in a hurry. Mm. Oh, and maybe the occasional minor sign of struggle, but nothing like major. Like nothing is like it's not like absolute chaos has happened here, but there is a little bit of just like. Something happened here. Okay. Mm. Hmm. Amongst that, does it look like signs of a struggle or is it just too hard to tell? Like I said, there's there's a couple of signs of struggle here and there, but it might, it doesn't feel like there were just like an absolute battle happen, but maybe like people struggling to get away from each other or struggling to flee, that kind of thing. Okay. As opposed to, you know, anything major. Hmm. Huh. Okay. It's like people might have like top, someone might have like try to like, like, push past somebody and knocked over a right. cart or somebody like that kind of thing. There's not like blood. There's nothing gory. It's just like a, 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 some sort of panic happened in this area. Yeah. TV safe chaos occurred. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I was I was going to see if I could pick something up from our surroundings, but I was like, oh my gosh, my awareness and my intuition are three and two, so don't ask me to do that. Well, roll them anyway. See what happens. Oh, oh okay. All right. We're going to do that. You might that. get a six, so. You might get two ones and, you know. You regenerate. Yeah. I don't know. And then, and then, you know, and then that's a serious you know. wrap on Carrie. You slip on some cake and you die. Oops. Carrie's Carrie's bat explodes. Carrie's dead by death <laughs> oh, by baby cake. Snap! Sorry, oh, that's, that's and good. that is why I turned away. Yeah, I, that's why I turned away from the. Oh man, sorry Ben, when you got to re-edit that, but I did turn away from the microphone. <laughs> Thank you. What'd you roll? Um, I rolled a nine, but I rolled a six. One of them was a six. Nice. Okay. So all to all together, we have fourteen. Yeah, 14 yeah. with a six. Okay, that's a pretty good roll. So I'm, I'm glad you rolled. See, this, this is why we do it. Friday. This is why right, so, we do it. Wait, hold on. All right, so what you notice with your roll is pretty good. You do notice that while there is a lot of chaos around the area, an area that seems a little bit relatively less 
touched is the aforementioned tavern. There is a small tavern that is that is called the Beast, and there are there's there seems to be less signs of struggle. Like people near the, nearby the tavern, or people in the tavern did not have this panic and run away. Is that a good sign or a bad sign? I, I, I didn't roll high enough to, to figure if it was a good sign or a bad sign, Lita, so... Okay. <laughs> no, but uh, I definitely think that we should go explore the tavern, everyone, seeing, or at least walk that direction, maybe pick up clues on the way. It's a mystery. Three adventurers head into a tavern, sounds like a good time to me, and I, wah, start, wah, walking, wah, I start walking towards the tavern. <laughs> All right, I follow. Let's roll, wink. I'm, anyway. I mean, I'm already there. I'm already there. <laughs> <laughs> You enter the tavern, and it's a quaint, period-appropriate tavern. They probably just dragged a set from somewhere in the BBC archives, somewhere in their various sets they have, and just added some French flags and things like that to it. There's a a bartender tavern keeper named Laura who's behind the bar. There are a few people who are holed up inside the tavern. There's like a young man with, let's just say, like, I don't know, his best friend, his girlfriend, his mom, his girlfriend's best friend, and then the guy who has a crush on his girlfriend. Like, people, they're just waiting for the whole thing to blow over. So they're there, they're hanging out. They're just NPCs in the background. Nobody's picking up what I'm dropping. It's fine. I did, and I appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, I got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure you did. Okay. And somewhere elsewhere in the tavern, there's a guy who looks just like that guy, and he's with all of his friends, and they've been going from tavern to tavern trying. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. So we'll cut. We'll probably cut about half of that out of there. But like. <laughs> So that's what's happening. There's people in the tavern. They seem a little on edge, but not necessarily like that they have been part of like a major panic or anything like that. Is uh, would you say the the tavern goers are a sort of Jean Valjean of the dead situation? <laughs> sure. Oh my god. Oh, Michael. What are y'all doing? You're in a tavern. There's these people. They look vaguely familiar to to pop culture references that have already been established, and that's it. What's happening? Can I run up to each one and? whisper to them the pop reference culture reference I think they are sure <laughs> I don't know what that gives us but gives I us mean, more time more things for Ben to edit out later is what it gives <laughs> us gives us an advantage on future pop culture references it gives us a reason why this episode is going to be 148 minutes alright so I I wave I wave to the barkeep and I say hello um What's going on? What's up? How 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 are you? What, Michael? I think you are this character. This is Laura the barkeep. I think you have chosen to be this oh, character. Oh, good. I'm not going to do a French accent. Uh, hello. Um, everyone's everyone's speaking fluent French with no accent because they're perfect. all being translated. And they're all played by British people because <laughs> it's Doctor Who. Um, hello, hello there. Uh, well, uh, there's been a, a bit of a panic, uh, sort of a run, as as we're not entirely sure the cause. But the, the, the baker had a bit of a scare, seems, and um, a few of us have sort of holed up in here, hoping it'll um, blow over, as it were. Wow, really British. <laughs> did, did he lose the gingerbread man? What is this gingerbread you speak of? It probably exists already, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's a Christmas time sort of thing. Um, uh, I, you know, I've, I've sampled the baker's work. Uh, probably not their best, but uh, are, are they here? I'd love to know what's... What it is that gave them such a fright? Laura looks around, looking for Chloe the baker. I don't think she's here, but uh, uh, no, she's not here. The only people that are here are Laura and that like group of people who are holed up in the in the bar. I think uh, uh, Chloe made a run for it with uh, with the others. She was saying something about the cakes coming to, like little baby cakes. They were coming to life. It was very strange. I I don't know. Much like my accent. 
And everyone in the tavern, uh, basically everyone is safe in here? Uh, there hasn't been any incidents? Uh, anyone need any medical attention? Uh, no, no. Every, um, it seems like whatever's affecting yeah. the, the, the out of doors, we're, we're all right. I'm not entirely sure what's going on myself. One other question while we're here. Do you know Julie Diabney? Is Julie a local? What? Ah. Um. <laughs> she's hard to miss. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this is her. This is her neck of the woods. Okay. Neck of the what? Do you know where we might f- find her at this time of day? Oh, she's she's in the convent. That's you know she she's not you know here or a few other places. Uh, she's uh, or thought I guess the harbor maybe. She's she's probably with I've. Forgotten to be British. Um, this is probably at the uh, either the convent or the harbour, or on her way here to get drunk. Right? <laughs> Who knows? Okay. All right. I'm sorry. I'm laughing about the like the the British accent going in and out. I'm sorry, Michael. I'm so sorry. It was it was my turn. It's just like twelve going into the doors of the TARDIS and that Christmas it's my special. Go. Like it's my go. It's just like it's my go to totally blow it. Thank you so much, um, a new hope, Princess Leia, for the information you've given us. So I I, I turn to lead. I go. Oh, okay. So if she's at the convent. It probably hasn't burned down yet. So she might not know who we are yet. The one thing we know about her is the convent. Okay. Well. Uh, so. Now we have two pressing issues, finding Julie, but also finding out what scared of her. Well, I hate to say this, but we might have to go into the woods and find the people who went a-running. Uh, I... if, 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 if we need to steal ourselves right now, we are in a tavern, maybe a drink, and then... But I would, I would press that we should go help these people who are uh, fleeing in terror. Loving how much, Dan, you are taking notes from the way Tom Baker played the Doctor. Um, (laughs) Lita raises her hand and says, I actually think if we find... We've we've worked with Julie before. We've encountered Julie before. We know the type of person that she is. Mm -hmm. If we can find the villagers, I fully anticipate we will probably find, find her as well she's she's a helper she helps and i uh i i give like a very like proud half smile to lita because it's like this is a nice moment like not that lita has ever been selfish but it's like you know this is oh okay all right doctor you know what you don't have to ruin this by being patronizing let's just go and let's just go and 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 Further the narrative. The woman who tried to make someone build a TARDIS for her so she could escape has never been selfish. <laughs> no, no, never. Not even once. Not even several times. Yeah. All right, so that's the plan. Y'all are going to try to find where the people were and try to find Julie from that way? Well, well, he said we're going into the woods, so into the woods. Into the woods. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to remind the, the audience that there is an act two and they'll have to come back for it. All right. Yeah. yeah. Just, just when we say intermission, make sure you... It's just 15 stay minutes. Stay in the building, please. And uh, just be aware there may be uh, roving James Cordons. Oh, <laughs> oh We should always just be... A, a, well, a no, look. that would actually just be Craig. He's just a guy who works at a shop and, yeah. No. Oh, yeah. That's fine then. Yeah. All right. Yes, but we we're are going. We are we're going to go uh, into, into the, the woods. Into the people. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I don't know see... where y'all got the woods from. I don't think anybody. I think the only mention of woods was the neck of the woods that y'all said. That was me. I said the secret neck of the woods. There's yeah. Woods that everybody's in. But it's Dan's fault. <laughs> Once we step out of the tavern, I want to see if I can like find like track footprints. I know that that's not really my area of expertise, but I, I figure if that if it's 
muddy or just like grass terrain maybe if people were running in a panic that there'll be footprints kind of leading yeah, to where people that. were going yeah yeah i'm gonna give you that you're right there's like there's probably bits of like cake think cake, cakes on the ground and like flour oh this is hansel and gretel let's do this so yeah, you, you 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 can see that people kind of headed off somewhere. Like Lara, the 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 tavern keeper told you the kind of like main locations nearby. There's this town square. There's a harbor with some ships in it, and there's like a convent that's looking over the sea. And I want to make sure that this is clear. This is not the same convent okay. that you were at previously. You this is okay. not the same town you were in. This is a different convent. We were gonna say it was in Paris, so we can make the dumb Tardis in Paris, uh, Tardy in Paris joke, <laughs> but it's actually more Marseille. Okay. So yeah, you are in. Uh, you are in Gay Paris, which is Marseille. All right, so here's what we are. It's Marseille. Don't worry about yeah. it. It's fine. Marseille. Sorry. That's fine. It would be gay, would be gay Marseille? This is this is uh, Marseille, the shell with shoes on. All right, so there's <laughs> there's a... Uh, I don't know where we are anymore. So yeah, so this is where we are. There's, like, there's the, the harbor, there's the convent, and there's the town square. And those are the only sets the BBC could afford for this production. And they're kind of the footprints all kind of scattered into those three directions? Yeah, well, you're, you're, the town square is the center of it. So the, yes, foot, the yes. footprints kind of go from the town square towards the convent or towards the harbor, but mostly towards the convent. Okay. Seems like most of the people have headed convent woods. Yeah. And that does seem like choice A to find Julie. So let's on onward, shall we? All right. A convent we will go. A convent we will go. Hi, ho, the memory of a convent we will go. I'm usually not this cherry about convents, but you know what? For France, it's that tea. So you get to the convent, and sure enough, there are a bustle, a bustle of people who are outside of the convent, and they all seem like really freaked out by something. They're all kind of like they're talking about monsters in the cakes. They're talking about creatures that have risen up out of out of like broken up, hatched out of eggs and attacked them. There are lots of these kind of like wild theories going around. Somebody's talking about how they're what do we have? The, the fish that were being chopped up by the fishmonger came to life and started singing public domain uh, folk songs. So those <laughs> things were happening. So everyone's just kind of freaking out and talking about it. And, and the, the convent there's a gated wall that is like right now closed and there seems to be some nuns and such trying to keep the people from like rushing the gate. Uh, yeah, I, I'm going to step forward and hello, uh, I'm the doctor. This is Carrie and Lita. We uh, would love to speak to the mother superior or whoever's in charge, please, because we are we're here to help. Or, or maybe we divide and conquer doctor so that we can try to get the most amount of information possible. Oh, definitely. There's a I just, lot of I just, people here. We just have to get inside first. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! You know what? Jumped ahead of the horse. That's okay. That was that was a pretty good a good cup of tea you had. I, I understand. The nun at the gate hears you say "doctor" and says, "Oh, thank, thank the Lord, a doctor is here." Uh, she's Irish, apparently. Thank the Lord, a doctor yeah, it's is BBC here. see France. It's perfect. <laughs> We're really crushing it this week. I gotta say. <laughs> Come on, come quickly before they get in. They can't get in behind you. The, they could infect everybody else. And I think I, the doctor turns to the, the, his friends and is like, it's actually refreshing to uh, say my name and not have people like make fun of me. So let's you go. go to the, you oh, should right, go to the fast more often. Your shoes are stupid and you're too short. Like, I'll, I figure I'll... 
We need to work on your image, doctor. Like social media plan. We need to put out like pamphlets about the the true you. Oh no, I've I've had to delete myself from the universal database numerous times. It's more it hassle never than it's worth. Never really works out. It's usually <laughs> the next writer's like the same writer or the next doctor's like ah, I'm done with that idea. All right, yeah, they let you in in a hurry, and they seem a little bit panicked, like they don't want to let any of the people in. So like, there's like a, a little bit of like they they've got like. The, the like sticks like that are nearby they're like using them to like push people back like a like there's like brooms and stuff they're using to hold back the mob ooh it's a mob alright so are we in? yeah cool uh, I uh, eat a nun's brains no um, <laughs> I, hold on I, I say sister mother cousin I don't know what your title is um, is, is Julie here? Julie Diabney? Oh, yes. La Mopin has been staying with us for quite a while. She's not been in the best of spirits, and so we've offered her a bit of respite inside the convent. Okay, cool. We should absolutely visit our old friend Julie and see how she's doing. Actually, it's our new friend because I don't think she knows who we are yet. But she's probably ill because she chooses a lot of violence, and you probably haven't let her choose that in a while. You hear a woman, when you start talking about Julie, you hear a woman outside the gate, which the audience will recognize as the baker from earlier, Chloe. And she says, I knew it. They wanted her to themselves. They're trying to take her. She and I belong together. And she starts to, like, get really angry and starts, like, forcing her way. She's trying to force her way through the door. Okay. And as she starts getting angry, suddenly, like... Other people in the mob start to get a little bit angrier, too, and they all start to, like, They're hiding something from us. Something is happening in there. I bet those people are involved in it. No, we're not. Because you are. We're definitely not. That's what someone guilty would say. I am not convinced. <laughs> I'll get you, Beer Baron. No, you <laughs> won't. It, it is also what someone who was innocent would say. So you trapped yourself in a logical fallacy there. Checkmate atheists. My brain does not comprehend this. Let your atheists kill. Please, everyone. Please, we, we are only here to help. Uh, we're not here to take anyone away from you. I, I, I promise. We're, we're only here to help. I don't believe you. You don't have to believe us for it to be true. And as you're wandering away, like, they are, yeah, murmuring. I don't believe you. I, I, I actually, I, I want to ask the, the, the nun who is escorting us. Is, is, has everyone been acting this way? Yes, uh, something has ha- uh, happened to them. I don't know what's going on, but people just started having these, you know, the, these hallucinations. And then they get... They get angrier as it goes on, and then it just after a while, like at first, it's just like they can be suggested things, and it's fine, and then, and then they get angrier. But it's like it all just got worse, like just maybe like a little bit ago, like things were a little bit bad, and then suddenly out of nowhere, it's like they all just spiked, and they all just suddenly got paranoid and afraid. Would Would you say that that happened about thirty four minutes and twenty nine seconds ago? I don't have that accurate of a timekeeper, but I do think that's part of it. Yeah, it's been about a half hour, yeah. Have, has anyone from inside the convent been experiencing this? I mean, uh, for the nuns, or is this only people who have been coming in from the village experiencing this? Only the this? villagers, yeah. The con- my, my, my sisters and I are, are fine, but I don't know what's going on. And Julie seems fine. She seems unaffected, so I don't know what's going on. Okay, yes. Well, the sooner we can help those in need and, and meet up with Julie, the better, I, I think. Because the last thing we want is this mob to turn unruly. Well, more unruly than they already are. Right, right. Uh, let's. We don't believe in rules. <laughs> 
So the nun takes you up up into the building, and sure enough, you you are taken to the room of Julie Diabne, who is. It looks like she's maybe been convalescing here. It feels like maybe she was down on her luck, or she was having a bit of a mental issue and kind of rec- became a, re- a recluse and kind of re- re- uh, secluded herself away from society, which is a real thing that happened with her. And she's been staying at this convent. So when you come to meet her, she's a couple decades older than the last time you saw her. Uh, the previous time you came in was like in the late 1600s. This is 1707. She's about 33 years old now. So it's probably been about maybe 15, 16 years or so. I'm trying to think of the exact math about how old she was last time, but... She's 33 now, and she's kind of by herself in a room. It feels like she's maybe been renting this room. She's been giving them money to have space to herself. And when she turns to look at you, she's dressed in similar attire to what she previously wore when you met her, but it's it's all black. She appears to be in mourning. And she turns and she gives you a curious look. Huh. You don't seem to have aged a day. Yes, that's a problem I have. Uh, it's... Good to see you again, Mademoiselle Diabne. Most people call me La, P- La Ma Pen now. I've, it's kind of fun to hear my own name again. I don't know if you know this, but since last time you met me, I've become a pretty big star on the Parisian stage. But oh, nice. I left it all behind when my my love was lost. I'm very sorry to hear that. Was that recently? That was about two years ago, but it feels like a not a moment has passed since she was gone. Well, it's never easy to lose someone especially someone you are very good friends with. And the doctor gives a knowing nod, yeah. Yes, we were quite good friends. Yes. Um, I, I don't mean to interrupt your grieving, but uh, clearly there is something very wrong in this town. Can you, do you have any idea what has been going on? I mean, I, I know that we have a history of experiencing things that would perhaps not be of this world, so you are a much more reliable source. Uh, is there anything you can tell us about what's going on with the townsfolk? I'm not exactly learned in the ways of, of medicine and things like that, but it does seem that something has infected the people here. I don't, I don't know why myself and the nuns and the sisters here have not been affected, but it does seem to be some sort of I don't know, plague or something. Hmm. Some of the villagers outside were specifically calling for you. I bet it was Chloe. I, uh, I, I think it was Chloe. Yeah. Did something happen there? I mean, a few things happened there. She became a pretty good friend to hang out with here and there, but you know, nothing, nothing too serious, but I think maybe she's got the wrong idea about how, serious it could be, perhaps. I, it does tend to happen with me, and you know. We've, we've, you, we, you may have noticed we've had to kind of uh, sedate Carrie a little bit. I don't know if you remember how, uh, how she was the last time we met. Oh. Oh, I remember. And she winks at Carrie. Bonjour, ma chère. <laughs> Carrie says, and she bows very deeply, almost like probably nose touching knees, because, you know, that lavender works something wonderful. Uh, Julie, uh, the truth is that we did come here to speak with you, but I think that everyone else needs our help more immediately. So um, don't go anywhere. I, I know you're probably not because you are still grieving, and that's fine. But um, oh, it is my it lost is a, love. It, it oh, is a, such sorrow. <laughs> yeah, she's like really she's like really hamming it up. Yeah. 
Uh, oh, it, it, it's it, okay. And Carrie just like flops her hands twice, like on Julie's shoulder. She, you know. Oh, and it. she definitely like puts her hand on yours and gives it like a really like sensual squeeze. Carrie definitely leans in to sniff that hand. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. The tea's worn off. Yeah. The, wow. This is this is the this is yeah you know sedation only works so far. Yeah. C- Carrie, would you like to stay and keep uh, uh, Julie company while Lita Lita's and I... eyes Ooh. like go wide like, dish, like dinner plates like so do, do you so do Julie's like are suggesting Julie right now? Julie also is like yes I I would be very happy if you decided to to stay and keep me company. Enchanté. Doctor, can I make a pitch? Please. Julie was a sensational uh, ally of ours when we were dealing with those uh, bat women from the moon or wherever it was that they came from. And she smells good. And Julie, it seems like you've... It seems like, Julie, you've been in mourning for some considerable time. If we could enlist your help, this might be a great way for you to get back out into the world. And also, we could definitely use an extra pair of hands. That sounds good to me. I, you know, I have... I haven't used this in a while, but maybe it's time. And she goes to her, like, let's say, fo- like, like kind of like a footlocker. Like, she's like a little, like, chest that has, like, her belongings in it. And she opens it up. And you see, like, a lot of, like, like printed, like, 1700s era France version of a playbill. Like, like, like posters and of, of operas that she has starred in. performance, William. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> opera, opera will uh, is what it is. And so that that's happening. And you see, like these like starring posters and then you also see that she like digs out the her her sword her rapier that she had previously and she puts it on uh, on her belt she has it ready to go shall we after you Lachlien, she is ready after you anybody who doesn't speak french Lachlien means the queen nice so that's that's in reference to julie okay great so what are y'all doing Let's go check on the on the people, especially those who uh, the, the nun said needed medical attention. Well, that at least that's where I would like to go. Yes. Oh, are there people who need medical attention in the convent right now? No, I I think I maybe made, didn't make it clear at the medical attention. I think she she meant it more like something is wrong with these people okay. outside the gate, and so when a doctor comes, she thought of it like, oh my god, somebody's here who might be able to, to cure them. Copy you. My suggestion then would be let's. Let's Monty Python and the Holy Grail this a little bit. Let's stay at a high level and try to like lean over and look down at the people and see if we can kind of, I don't know, can we like discern any kind of like pattern of behavior or we can observe them from a safe height and then I'm also we can we can you know tell them that their mothers were hamsters and their fathers smelled of elderberries if needed. Yes, a hundred percent, hundred percent. I have some notes at the, uh, about the tail end of the plan. Uh, Go on, it's fine. <laughs> As always, the final third of my plans will get lost in the edit, so that's, I'm sure that's fine. <laughs> yeah. So I think when you go looking over there, why don't you, why don't you, whoever's looking actively at the people, make another awareness and mm. medicine check? Okay. So I will say, um, just for the listeners' benefits and also to let everyone else know, I spent some of my experience points between my last game. <gasps> um, didn't spend anything on awareness or medicine, but my athletics. Uh, my convince and my technology have all increased by one in case those come up. Speaking of ones, I got a 13 on this roll, but I got a one. I am just having yeah. a day. I, I got a, yeah, I rolled a one too, and I don't have anything better than an eight. I rolled a 10 total. Okay. 
I'm gonna say y'all, nothing is majorly different then based on those roles than what you saw previously. The only thing I'll say is that it's very obvious that this crowd is getting more and more aggressive as time is passing. And it does seem like they're even more laser focused now on getting into this convent. Doctor, do you have your, your zoop so you could zoop them and see if we can pick up any zoop readings? That's, that's a very cute name. I actually really like that. Uh, yeah, and the doctor takes out the Sonic <laughs> and, 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 and points it at the crowd and goes, zoop! <laughs> and then I'm going to scan the crowd because, uh, yeah, there's definitely something up with them. Okay. Yeah, I think you're, you, get a free, you get scans for free as part of this, right? Yes. Okay. What you're getting from the scan, you recognize immediately. There is kind of a mix of contagions in these people. The first thing is an earthly contagion, which you know from history was a real problem, especially in France. There's ergot that has been mixed into the baked goods in the area. So ergot is a, a fungal infection that kind of drives people a little bit mad. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of theories that in real life, ergot and the rye helped contribute to the, the rise in unsettled attitudes that led to the French Revolution and those kinds mm-hmm. of things. So there's a lot of interesting realist, like real world things. But what you're also noticing, Doctor, is sort of mixed with or heightening this ergot is an extraterrestrial infective device almost like something came and mixed with this ergot and made it more powerful and you recognize it as claviceps which is an infection that often targets and focuses on time lords it is a it is a thing that time lord in 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 the in the history of gallifrey previous time lords would have to do a lot to make sure to inoculate themselves against this infection and in fact your tardis has it built into its bio dampeners so that you and your party are inoculated against being infected by this claviceps and this is sort of a the claviceps and the ergot have mixed in this way that is infecting all these people yeah i think i i I read this on the or however it's relayed to my brain and I do that thing like Eleven did in the Twin Rivers facility and just I immediately put my coat over my mouth and then I oh wait no I'm I, I'm vaccinated against this okay okay wow uh, this is uh, very not good there's an earthly fungus combining with an alien time lord disease so just a melange of terribleness down there this is bad and getting worse by the moment okay in should we be concerned? I mean, usually, but I don't think it's an immediate danger for you. Just I would stay away from any of the food for now. <gasps> no, that's so hard. Should Julie be concerned? I mean, everyone should be the same level of concerned. And then the doctor realizes, wait a minute. I definitely ate some of the baked goods. <laughs> so I'm going to scan myself. Well, as I said, you are inoculated against it, so you are oh, not right, right. affected okay. by it. Yes. That's, okay. that's why I made you make the medicine check earlier to see if you noticed the claviceps, and you did not. Okay. So that's okay. why you're okay. now figuring it out, because yes. you were able to scan okay. the people. Okay. The good news is I am inoculated, but if I start developing, like, green fingers from my forehead, we need to get me back to the TARDIS immediately. I have a logistical question. So in the last episode, the Doctor learned that Julie Diabne is a Time Lord. Mm-hmm. Have, Dan, have you shared that information with us at any point? Because uh, I'm working on the assumption that you haven't shared that information with us. I think I would have. Okay. Uh, but the thing is, I probably also would have explained that right now she is human because of the Chameleon Arch. Okay. Our fans know what that means. So I'm not going to give the whole explanation. Okay. But yes, I'm, like, I, I'm more concerned about the 
baseline humans right now who are infected because for all intents and purposes, Julie should be okay. So my, I have two I have two thoughts percolating in my head right now. Thought number one is if Julie is a secret Time Lord, could she have brought this infection to Earth without knowing it? And thought number two is what if, and I really hope it isn't, because I told him to stay away and I told him what would happen if I saw him again. What if it is the monk? What if the monk is here? Uh, I want you, Lita, to make a awareness using your new fun fancy one stat. Awareness and I'm going to say intuition, Jack. Okay, so my awareness is at three and my intuition is at two. I rolled a six and a four. So that is 15 total with a magic number. Yeah, I'm going to say that you remember that you were told earlier that the virus got increasingly worse exactly around the time when your TARDIS arrived in the town square. Yes. Almost like a catalyst to take a disease that was already thriving and, and knocking it to the next level. Okay. This might be us. This might, this might have been triggered by the arrival of, of your TARDIS doctor. In fact, I'm pretty confident that that, that was, I'm just going to use this word. It's just popped into my head out of nowhere. A catalyst. Oh, we're the bad guys. Uh, I have, uh, this is maybe a meta question. Mm-hmm. Would the doctor know if there is a real world uh, cure or way to prevent or cancel out ergot? Because it is at least a terrestrial virus. I'm going to say, well, in, in real life, the funny thing is the way that they stopped the ergot <laughs> infection was they stopped planting rye and started planting potatoes. So I don't think you have time okay. to make that the solution. To, that's what Michael, Michael and I looked this up. And this is what it was. So yeah, I don't, you're going to have to doctor I'm, who this one a little bit. So. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I'm going to say that the, the claviceps aspect of it, which by the way is just, by the way, just Latin for ergot. So we found that which is very fun. But the claviceps on Gallifrey, I think the, the things you would need to inoculate for this do not exist on this planet. They only exist on Gallifrey. They're like a Gallifrey and herb and remedy and stuff like that. So they couldn't just be easily replicated to solve that. Okay, uh, so don't have a laboratory here. That's fine. They probably only have salves and potions here. Not enough time to make an antidote. Uh, Okay, here's what we need to do. And the doctor's going to sort of like almost motion to the gang saying like, let's do a walk and talk. And I think the doctor's going to start heading down. It's like we need to somehow find a way to inoculate the people outside uh, with something that will at least wipe the ergot out of their system. Hopefully what that will do is that will sort of cancel out the combination of the claviceps along with it. Basically, we can't cure both of them. Let's try to cure one of them and hope it takes both of them. Well, if, we, if we're going to try to cure one of them, then we have a potential solution to that already. Go on. Us leaving? No. I mean, that, I don't know whether that would make things better, but it certainly would make things worse. No, if... If we can only cure one of these two things, and we can't cure the Earth-born one, then we need to cure the one that was born on your planet. And it seems like there's someone here who knows how to get back to your planet. Yes, that's sort of a more tricky problem to figure out in the meantime. Um, What I'm suggesting... As you're discussing this the gate breaks open and this mob of people begins to come pouring in and they have now got the actual building of the convent surrounded. Oh, 
And the nun, the nun that you were talking to outside, who will say is the abbess now, instead of having to bring in another character. Uh, she goes, oh, I was afraid of this. We, we should go hide in the wine cellar. Okay, is it, that's, I'm guessing that's the safest point in the, in the building. So, yes, let's go, uh, quickly. Nuns, all nuns, to the wine cellar. <laughs> Julie opens up a flask that she has on her, and she goes, sounds good to me. And then she starts heading to the wine cellar with you. <laughs> I I follow Julie. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm obviously following. Okay. You might say that you are now in a basement under siege. So you, yeah, basically you are, yep, yep, Ben's leaving and I don't blame them. They are, yep, yep, no. they're, yep, they're going, oh, they're packing a suitcase. Like they're not even just leaving the show. They're actually moving out of their apartment. <laughs> oh, oh, no. That's, they've taken that's a weird. go bag and they're, yeah. they've, They've taken it, a go is, back and they've jumped out a window. This is I wild because they're running. getting married soon. Like they're just leaving their fiance and their cats and they're just going. This is wow. They're, they're running over the horizon. Out. That's incredible. No, they've made a list that just has my name and Michael's names on it, and they're like, they're like. <laughs> I could see them doing a thousand yard stare as they're uncovering yeah. a hidden car. Anyway, let's. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, they have a whole a whole drawer full of fake passports and, and IDs that are all matching their, their look. <laughs> Jesus Christ, it's Jason Ben. Wait, uh, no, that's, that's, hold on. <laughs> Wait, what, what, one of the passports has the name Hugh G. Rock? <laughs> <laughs> it all comes full circle. Wow, that's the one. That's yep, the there one. we go. Okay. We, we put a pin in that riff, and now we're back to the story we were telling. All right, so you are all now, you've all now cut to the basement set that's being used for this episode, and you're, there's a bunch of giant casks of wine that have been crafted and made by these nuns, and and Julie is like, aside from my bedroom, this is my favorite room in the building. I, I lean over to the doctor uh, conspiratorially, and I say, doctor, if there is a way to restore Julie to her Time Lord state, now is the time to do it. Like we yes. need we need to get to I think you said it was Gallaby? I didn't Jollybee? I didn't quite it's catch Galloway. The name of, it's actually Galloway. Galloway. Yeah. yeah. I'd love to Galloway. go to Jollybee. Yes. Oh, he, he, get here's a little the, pineapple burger. Yeah. Here's the problem, Lita. What we need to do in order to restore her is find something that we can't see. What? I, I Yes, it is exactly as complicated as that. You know how sometimes you can sort of see something out of the corner of your eye, but you're not fully aware of it? We need to find that. And it could be literally anything. As you're saying this, as you're saying this, Dan, I want you to make an awareness and intuition check. (laughs) Actually, you know what? I'm going to have... Carrie, make this. Carrie, I want you to make an awareness and intuition check for me. Awareness, intuition. W- oh, would you like two. my results for what's what yours? I what's yours? It was a thirteen with a one. Okay, I'm gonna Ooh. have Carrie make this roll then. Cause... Twelve. Okay. Any, anything? Any sixes in there by chance? No. Okay. No sixes. No ones. No I'm gonna specials. give you this because you've probably been like eyeballing Julie romantically the entire time that she's been here so or maybe not romantically but with you've been very carry about julie since you've met her so i'm gonna say well, that she, you, she let me sniff her hand so yeah, yeah we're yo, best friends i hope now. that's romantic good lord yeah so you you notice that julie because you've been watching her she just keeps like 
almost like as a nervous twitch, she'll like put her hand on her sword and kind of rub her thumb across the very ornate gem that's on the end of her sword. Hey, uh, feeling a little, you know, gun shy, Julie? No, I just... You're very quick to the draw. I know, I just, I've been taught recently how valuable life is and... I'm a little, more, a little more afraid to take the life of others than I used to be. I used to be, if, if a man questioned my, my honor or my, my dedication to my life, I would, I'd be happy to cut him down in the street after a duel, but now I'm a little more, a little more restrained because I know the value of losing one that you love. You and, you and me both. I think that's a valuable lesson for everyone to learn. You learned that too, Lita? Yeah, let's talk about that. Uh, the thing that we need to figure out is, you know what, why don't we just ask Julie... Why don't we just ask, Jay, Julie, um, what do you have on you that you don't really pay attention to? It's just kind of there. Well, Chloe, who's outside, that, is that what you mean? She's yeah, a brutal. Uh, who, more than I once, mean, but. that is, listen, we can have that conversation another time. I'm talking about like, like a brooch or a pen or a pin or a pawn or a pun. Anything shiny? I, I can't think of anything that would fit that description. And her hand is still resting on the hilt of her sword. As she, as she absentmindedly thumbs it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Can, can, we, have, can we have a confab with, with, with just my friends and I? Just, um, not that you're not a friend, Julie. I'm an, oh, I I'm hope a we're, I hope we're more than just friends at this point, Carrie. Well, yeah, you let me sniff your hand, so we're definitely more than friends. But, uh, just anyways, three can minutes I have this of confab? flirting. So we get in a huddle and, uh... Yes. So I know usually I should take point on this, but I think we need to take Julie's sword. Okay, cool. Not, so which, not, a, not, not in the fun way. Which of us needs our hands the least? Because that is a great way to get fully Luke Skywalkered. Well, the doctor can just regrow hands because that's, that's what your alien uh, species does, no, right, no, Doc? No, like it not, do, no. I, I mean, only under like extreme circumstances, but we are past that point right now. Uh, if you need me to regrow anything, it's going to involve a major change on my part. Like new suit, new like, haircut, what do you need? Yeah, that, uh, that still puts you at the top of the list between Lita and a, I for a, a like, body. hands. Uh, look, look what, what we need to do in order to restore... Julie to being a Time Lord is not as simple as just retrieving her sword. We are going to have to ask her to give up everything about who she is. And oh, that yeah, no. is not something that we can decide for her. So please, aside from the threat of losing a limb, do not just grab that sword. We need to make sure she understands the importance of it before we go forward. Here's my question for the group, uh, out of character. Do we consider our human nature adaptation to be canon to our podcast? I do. I think so. Okay. Yeah. Then, Carrie, you remember what it was like when the doctor put herself into a human form and lived Mm -hmm. as as Sarah Jane Smith. Mm -hmm. This is what is happening with Julie right now. Julie has, has become this human person who has no memories of her Time Lord life. Okay. Well, the last time since neither of you were here, this, this was a little, this was, this is a tough situation, you guys. I definitely, I definitely can't smash our way through this one. <laughs> no, but this is, this is, I mean, 
logic 101, the needs of the many, right? We are in a situation where there is a contagion that it's potent, has the potential to not just make things bad for us here now, but spread across 17th century Earth. Like, that's, that's not... I don't know my history. That doesn't sound great to me, personally. Like, just, just off the top yeah, of my head, I, that seems like a yeah. bad... A bad time? No, agreed, agreed, agreed. I, my solution was just baking, like, the solution and just giving everybody more baked goods, but that, that seems really out of the ballpark okay, so right, right now, so I should be point guard. Right now, I, there, are, there are two directions we can go with. It's number one is we put the doctor on point, we have the doctor speak with Julie, we have the doctor speak from experience and kind of impart the importance of the situation and kind of really emphasize what Julie may be about to give up in exchange for helping. Or, Carrie, you do kind of already have an in. That That's you, true. You also are in a good position to have that conversation with Julie, but you don't have the personal experience. So you can't well, speak... Well, yeah, no, no, yeah. not personal. Just no. friend, 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 friendship-wise. Yeah, but you have that... Like, Julie, Julie, I think I spent all of seven minutes with Julie the last time that we, we hung out. And most of that was mm-hmm. me spent wanting to desperately go to the bathroom. <laughs> which reminds me, actually, Doctor, mm-hmm. we should probably have a conversation with that about that. Yes, but, I've, been, oh, I've been wanting to talk about that but, for some time as well. But either way, we have to appeal to Julie's good nature. We know she helped. She is a helper. Yes, and and I think I know how we can help the helper. And the doctor takes one of the bottles of wine off the wall and opens opens it. Says, "I think we need to have a drink with our friend Julie." Party! I think I think we come at this as a group. I say we explain the situation and let Julie decide. No judgment. She is our friend, but this is ultimately. Her decision. No one can make this decision aside from her. And I value both of you so much that we can come from this from a place of friendship. So, what do you say we raise this bottle with Julie and tell her what's happening? I'm I'm happy to have a drink with a friend. I was just gonna say you're a lot more communication than action driven than the last doctor. <laughs> Again, I'm. It's the same. I'm still the doctor. It's just, it's just a new flavor. That's all. No, no, no. It's just, it's, it's, it's different. It's like new Coke. Oh, That's right oh, now. oh! <laughs> you, you cut me to the quick, Carrie. <laughs> what? I'm one of the Hard ones who like new Coke. <laughs> Oh, that's so good. Well, then I guess I know where we're going after this. Officially, officially <laughs> established. Riley Silverman, Doctor Who classic. I, uh, I think the doctor with this open bottle of wine just, you know, approaches. Julia says, my friend, would you join us in a drink? Don't have to ask me twice. And she takes a big swig out of it. And you see all the nuns around, by the way. They've all kind of helped themselves to a little bit of their own wine because you can tell they're all a little bit scared and spooked as well. Yeah, and I, I kind of like silently gesture to, to Julie, you know, please come over here with our, our little group. And uh, I say, this, this baby... A lot to hear. Um, let's 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 have a sit. Let's have a sit down. And is there like just like a little table that we can all just sit yeah, around? Yeah, we'll say there's like a, a couple like yeah, I think like benches and stuff that people probably sit down on when they're so empty chairs and empty tables. And stuff. Yeah, yeah. My friends will sweep them more. Yeah, <laughs> I, I definitely choose to squat on a barrel. 
We're in a wine cellar. Of course you are. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Oh. I, oh. I, I, as as uh, an, uh, an out bisexual, I think that Lita sits kind of on the table with her feet on one of the chairs. Yeah, you're both sitting like bisexual people. One's on a yeah. one. And so is Julie, by yeah. the way. Julie's also having a hard time sitting properly. <laughs> the yeah, doctor's got- the only one who's just using a seat like a normal person. Mm-hmm. Well, For the now. doctor's sort of omnisexual. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think, Dan, I think your doctor is sitting on the chair like a person, but did Riker his way onto the seat? Yeah, <laughs> which is especially which is especially hard for someone who is as short as I am. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, so now we've got our little group off to the side, and the doctor. It's a drinking circle. It's a drinking, a drinking circle. circle. It is, and I think the doctor doesn't usually drink or do anything. You know, I, I said, "May I? May I? May I have?" A sip of the wine, please, because this is going to be a lot to get through. Oh, I thought we were going to Emperor's New Groove this way. Like, you know, you just pour it out the side of your mouth and you're not really drinking. Just only Julie's drinking. Oh, no, no. This is this is this is going to be a tough conversation to have. <laughs> the doctor needs a drink. Um, sure. And she takes a she, she sets down the bottle she's been drinking out of and she hands it around whoever wants it. Yeah, the doctor takes a, a sizable swig. Mm-hmm. I want to say now, if I get to a point where I recommend we play spin the bottle, that is the point where you cut me off. <laughs> <laughs> so tell it to me straight, Doc. What's, uh, what's the diagnosis? I don't know why I'm turning her into like... Uh, mid, see? Mid, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Burn showed up all of a sudden down here. Uh, yeah. I'll take it. We're everywhere with our accents. <laughs> yeah. Tell it to me, Doctor. What uh, seems to be the conflict here? All right. Well, uh... You know how it's been quite some time since I've seen you, and yet I look the same, Carrie looks the same, Lita looks the same? Yeah, I was about to ask you what your uh, you know, trick there was. It's not a trick. Uh, I'm a time traveler. Uh, I am what's known as a time lord from the planet Gallifrey, and we have been traveling through time and space. <laughs> Sounds like you were spending a little time at, uh, at the beast down there, getting a little sauce before you came here, huh? If only it were that simple. My, my people, we are a very complicated people. We are arrogant and brilliant and dangerous and clever and... Modest so as you're well. French. Just very... Gosh, so you're the fr- <laughs> <laughs> but the truth of the matter, Julie, is that you are a Time Lord as well. And I know this sounds as if... I'm just telling fairy stories to you, but there is a way for you to remember all this. But it comes at a cost. Right now, you are a human being. For better, for worse, you are human. Everything you feel, everyone you've ever loved, cared about, everything you've ever done, that's happened. But in order for you to remember who you truly are, you might lose all of that. But I'm not asking you to do this for just yourself. My people are missing. They are hidden from the universe. And you are the only one who knows where they are. And so it is with two heavy hearts that I have to say this. If you 
are willing to f- forget who you are, this beautiful, wonderful person you are, you will be able to save an entire planet, an entire people, your people. And I know this is an impossible thing to ask from you, but it is something that I am asking you to do. I am not telling you, I am not forcing you. It's something I've had to do myself and there is no easy answer, but you could save countless people by sacrificing who you are. And the doctor is beginning to well up with tears. First of all, Dan, I want you to go ahead and give yourself two story points for that speech because that was really, really good. Oh, thank you. But I am, Beautiful work. Yeah, I'm going to have you roll me a presence and convince with advantage. So roll three dice and take your largest dice. Okay. Oh, well, I rolled a four, a five, and a six. So that was really nice. So, so take that five and that six. Great. So that's uh, a nine. Uh, so that's a 20 in total. Okay, you failed. No, I'm kidding. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine? Super failed. So that's a no, but. (laughs) I'm trying to imagine what the no, but would be. Like she agrees to change, but refuses to help you. (laughs) She she changes and then just takes off in her own ship. Uh, Sorry, sucker. All right. uh, So she pauses and she goes. So what you're offering me is the chance to become some sort of immortal hero. And all I have to do is wipe away the slate of the wild, weird, and sometimes painful life that I've already lived. Well, that's the thing. You will still remember the hurt, but you will return to the person you were before that you don't remember. And and to add to that, you're not just going to be helping the people of the planet that you come from. You will be helping people here as well. The person that you work and help us to find a way to treat the people outside who are suffering from this affliction. You'll be helping two planets worth of people. That's more than any of us get to do in our lifetime. Would Chloe be okay? I believe restoring you to who you were could help the people of this town, so potentially, yes. And I'll hold your hand the entire time. She takes a drink. She goes, well, you should have led with that. And she goes, so what's the, uh, what's the move here? What do I do? Well, I believe you need to... It sounds so silly, but I believe I need you to... break your sword handle. Huh. And she pulls her sword out of her hilt. She holds it up to you. And as it gets close enough to you, you begin to hear those familiar whispers, those echoes of, of a life as a Time Lord that start to, to erupt from it. The quiet memories, the entire life of someone held within this ornate gem at the end of this hilt. I believe if you were to just snap off the end, then it would all be returned to you. But just know there is no going back to who you are right now. I hand Julie the bottle knowing that it has that thick glass base and I say if you need something to hit it with because the thing you usually used to hit is the thing you're going to be hitting and I think that's probably I've had a little bit too much you should just take this (gasps) and we can we can do it together we can hold each other's hands and one hand on the weapon and we'll have enough strength 
I like the sound of that. And she holds your hand and she takes the, she puts her sword hilt down on the table and she takes the bottle that you handed her. She takes a swig from the bottle that you handed her. And then she takes the bottle and she brings it down onto that glass. And as is often the case in this scenario, suddenly you see all this kind of similar like regeneration energy type look like this glistening field of energy come flying out of this crystal and absorbed back into her body. And you see the woman that you knew as Julie Diopne cease to exist. And sitting in her place is the Corsair. Well, <laughs> took you long enough. And she continues to hold Carrie's hand. She's like, I'm a fan of this part too. This is still good. Uh, how's it going? I like this part too. <laughs> it's just wonderful to see you again, old friend. Point of fact, I'm actually the, the daughter of your old friend, but I appreciate knowing that too. So you're back. I'm here. I think you know what I'm going to ask next. Well, I don't think we have time for that right now. There seems to be a group of zombies outside, so maybe we'll hold on to that for later. She winks at you. All right. Uh, let's go kill some zombies. No, no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then she, like, she, lets, she lets go of Carrie's hand for a moment and like pulls the sleeve back on her shirt and makes sure that her tattoo is still there. As we mentioned at the end of the last episode, it is essentially the snake eating its own tail, but it's actually in the shape of a Mobius loop. So it's actually... The like infinity symbol. It's like the combination of her Ouroboros and a Morbius loop. It's so then, to imply two that she's infinity the second. symbols for the price of one. You, you just said Morbius loop, <laughs> which that's 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 canon now. Uh, so she looks just... at it and she says, "It's Morbin time," and she grabs her sword. <laughs> she goes, "Oh my silly boy, I feel like you have not quite put it all together." See, there's a cadre of infected people outside so with some sort of mix of claviceps and ergots, and it all began well. What is Claviceps most excited to consume? Time Lords. Right. And how many Time Lords are left in the universe right now? One, two... The Master might be somewhere. Let's just say two. All right. So two. Three. Let's say, put that up to three. Oh. Three. Okay. Wait, we're just adding up numbers here all together. Are we, are we just saying numbers? Or, it doesn't matter. What I'm saying is that if you have an infectious disease that is seeking out a certain particular life form and there's only a few left in the universe, it's probably going to be attracted to the one spot in the universe where it can find that delicious meal. And so it was already probably hanging about because I got a little residual energy and my ship in the harbor brought it to you. However, you arrived and you brought along with it the desire for a tasty buffet. I, I love this voice. I, just, I don't know what it was, I was but I started doing I it and I'm rolling with it. I love it so much. Yeah. I, I, I distinctly in my mind was like, I can't make her sound like Melissa Phoenix because they're two distinct characters. And so I was like, how do I make this character her own thing? So, yeah. Wait, so hang on. Wait, so this is, hmm. is this is a kind of a Time Lord bacteria, right? Yeah, let's so a little if, Time Lord. Well, we didn't create it. Just no, likes, but it likes to chomp on us. Is, so is there something about your home planet that makes Time Lords time-sensitive? And if so, would that also affect the bacteria? If we left, would it follow? Well, the problem is it's already infected the people that it's infected, so we need to still cure them. But yes, okay. it would eventually leave. Right. Like Once we hop in our respective ships, it won't continue to want to be here, but it's attached itself to a Wait. human contagion. Wait, Doctor, you said that your TARDIS has... Um has a bio thing, a bio, a biography, a bio dampening thing. Could we, 
Could we Benny Hill our way to your TARDIS and have everyone follow us? And if they go in, and Lita just kind of puts her hands out like, eh? Question marks profit. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We, we make a beeline for the TARDIS. We expand the field to yes, a Benny Hill everyone line. Yes. yes. Maybe even if we could... May- oh, I got it. We're going to split into two teams. Corsair, why don't you and Carrie go to your ship? Oh, I like, this. I like the sound of that. Lita, you come with me. We will both expand the fields of our TARDISes and cover the entirety of the town. And that way we make sure it's full coverage and every, every nook and cranny of, the, of, of this delightful village is protected. Oh, you're a smart boy. I can see why my dad liked you and my mom. They're the same person, but I see why they liked you a lot. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, I, I think I think uh, yeah, we should split into two and just you know sink our tardises with one another and you know create a like an inoculation zone. Yes, yeah, yeah. I like that idea a lot. I think that's exactly what happens. I think let's go ahead and make just a few rolls to see how well you're able to get out of the angry mob of zombie-like people that is outside. So, <gasps> well, can we crowd surf? This might be a good time to spend some story points. Ah, <laughs> uh, maybe that's the way to do it. Well, first of all, I'm giving Carrie crowd surfing for free. I'm giving <laughs> Carrie the story points she you needs to do that and then taking it back from her, but that's that's happening. So Bless you. Bless you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, I'm going to take the lid off of one of the barrels to use it as like a Captain America shield, like a riot yeah. shield. I love that. Okay, that's going to be for you. For that to be effective, I'm going to say that's three story points. Okay. Yeah, I'm happy to do Great. that. Cool. Uh, I'm going to check to see if there's a, a hidden passage or something or like another way out of this wine cellar. Hey, Dan, I want to have you for me just real quick make an awareness and... What sounds like a good history type of thing? Awareness and... Like intuition. I'm going to say intuition. I'm going to say like picking up on vibes. A vibe check? I'm going to have you make a vibe check. I love a vibe check. You know this. That's a 17. Okay. Hey, Dan, can you tell me real quickly which characters in this story have not been infected? Not not counting your team. What characters in this story have not been infected by this this, this fungal infection? The nuns and, uh, and the Corsair. Okay, who else? Oh, the people inside the tavern. Yeah, what's the common thread between that, those two groups of people, the nuns and the people in the tavern? What's the common thread between the people who make wine for a living and the people uh, who live in it, who are hanging out in a tavern? Uh, Barrels. <laughs> <laughs> Donkey Kong emerges. <laughs> they're all, they're all numbing themselves to reality by believing it. All right. By law of transitive property, you've noticed that the two groups of people who have not been infected by this thing are people who are soaked in alcohol. Where are you currently located? In the wine cellar. Are, am I, okay. All right. I know I don't have the resourceful pockets anymore because that's not a thing in this version. So I will spend story points and I would like to pull out the water gun <laughs> that the 10th doctor had okay. uh, in oh, yeah, the fires of Pompeii. And I three want story to, points. You can do that. Three? Yeah. Okay, yeah, and I basically want to fill it with wine, and I'm just going to use it like a little, almost like I'm going to treat the mob like if they were a cat getting too close to me. I'm just going to spritz them. This rules. I love it. I love it so much. Yeah, I'm giving you back one of those story points because I think it's so adorable because you have brought cats up, and 
I'm, I'm, I have several pleasures. So, so we, what, what's happening right now is Carrie is crowd surfing. I yes. actually, in my mind, it's not just like you're crowd surfing, like, like a, at a concert. I like to believe you've actually gotten yourself up on like a, like the table that you've been using and you're actually standing on it. Like you're surfing while the crowd moves you across the top of it. I love that. I'm, I'm about this. And then I was going to ask like, how many points do I need to give you? Because I'm so inspired by Dan's choice. I was like, how, how much do I need to give you for like a Nerf gun full of wine? I think you're thinking more of a super soaker than a Nerf gun anyway, but I think... Yeah, yeah, sorry, super soaker. I don't think you would have a super soaker because we haven't historically ever had you have a super soaker. What? Okay, Dan and right. Ben both put their hands up uh, Dan, once. Dan, you, please. Okay, could it be something like uh, like those big like fireplace flu kind of thing that you like press on either side? <gasps> like, yes! Could that be there? Could you fill that with wine? Yeah, it a can be bellows. that. Yeah. Yes! It can be that. Yeah. I like that. It can be a bellow. Let me give you my pitch as well in case you want to do an either or or find a way to combine them. Uh, Carrie has a set PA with her bum bag, her fanny pack. Would it not make sense for hot shooting days for her to have one of those little water bottles with the fan on the end in yeah, there? Yeah, I'm into that. Whichever one you prefer to have. If you want to, if you want to use that, oh. Joe, you can use that, or you can use the bellow. Which would you prefer? Oh, if you're prepared to so permanently good, ruin your mister. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that mister's going to be useless after this. <laughs> the, I mean, the, be- the bellows sounded so good. Like, that, yeah, that just made me laugh. And it's, and it's, and it's also, like, in, in um, time period. It's just time right, period yeah. accurate. You know what else I'm going to give you for free that Carrie has in her in her bum bag that I think would probably be oh effective against something that's defeated by alcohol? Yes. Hand sanitizer? <laughs> yes, and I and I think I said I yeah, cuz it would be in a first aid kit. Yeah. You're from 2026. You've got hand sanitizer. Can I also like Car- I don't know whether we specifically said Carrie has like a cup of tea or a thermos. Oh yeah, you, you had your your uh, your Earl Grey tea or whatever chamomile. Like, chamomile. Did you put that in a cup or did you have that in a thermos that you brought with you? I definitely like the first the first picture that came to my head mind was like an actual teacup, but they're they're they're, they're like teacup holders that you can buy now to, for your belt. So yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'll spend story points for that too. Yeah, I'll but say, I'll like, say, like I'll a say, bandolier. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you. I'll give you. I'll give you two two story points, and you can have your teacup with you with a little little like like carabiner clip that hangs the the mug from your belt. Sure. Yeah. Perfect. Excellent. Let's do it. I I would also like to point out now we've made this discovery. W slash R slash T alcohol. I'm basically holding a wine infused shield. <laughs> That's true. It's true. Yeah. So. That is everyone's everyone's great story points have allowed you to to I like that. I'm like, let's do a thing that helps save time. And then we spent 20 minutes talking about all the things we're going to do to save time. So <laughs> I'm just going to cut all this out anyway. That's on me. So. Yeah. So we'll figure cut out. So, we yeah. escaped. So, so, so Joe, so Carrie has a bellow full of wine. The doctor has his old squirt gun full of wine. Lita has made a shield of a soaked piece of wine barrel. And the Corsair is just like drinking and just like happy to have her bottle of wine on her and you collectively make it out of the the cellar you're able to make a path through the people to get out of the wine cellar and make your way peacefully to your respective tardises yours the blue box familiar in the town square julie's a ship known as the esperanza 2 which is nicely docked in the marseille harbor and you're able to, because of the story points being spent, you are able to expand the field to inoculate the people in the town from this current infection. And you have solved the problem of this particular mystery. Woo! We did it. You solved our uh, wine puzzle. 
Yeah. And by solving, I mean, we told you exactly how to solve it because you were not solving it. So, but I will say you did come up with the idea of the dampening field from the ships. I even having told you you had that did not think that would be how you would solve the problem. So very excited you figured that idea out because that means it wasn't just us giving you the alcohol solution right, from the beginning. Right. All right. So well, the alcohol solution uh, was the hand sanitizer, yeah. which you did give to Carrie. So. Yeah, that's true. I did give you that. Yeah. I think once we uh, succeed in ridding the town of this virus, I, from my TARDIS console, I send a message to the Corsair's console. Uh, meet at the beast? Question mark. She's already at the beast. By the time it gets there, she's Perfect. already at the tavern having a drink. Perfect. Yeah. All right. All right. Otherwise, she would just abscond with Carrie, and that would be that'd be a serious rap on Carrie. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, a happy ending. Surely, a new ser- there's a new series yeah. of Carrie and the Corsair off adventuring together without the Doctor. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yes. <laughs> and, and a tourist that might resemble I don't know, like a cafe or a diner or something. I don't know. Their couple name is Corsairi. Sorry, uh, uh, I like it. Yeah. So I think once we're done in the TARDIS, I. You know, Tatalita. Okay, okay. Let's. Uh, we should meet up with everyone. Uh, but we should have a talk. Yeah, yeah. We we probably should. Um, yeah. Why don't we? Why don't we let you two role play that out while you're walking back to the beast, yeah. and then we can we can pick up at the beast for the end of the episode. So, I have a confession to make. Last time we were in France, uh, I might have gone snooping around the TARDIS a little bit. I maybe didn't need to use the bathroom quite as desperately as I needed to. And I maybe... And I realize this is not an excuse, but I just want to explain. This was... Uh, this was this was still at a time when I didn't know you. I didn't trust you. I didn't believe you were the person you were presenting yourself to be. And I... I don't know. I guess I was looking for something to prove myself right. I was, I was looking for something to justify my distrust and insecurity and fear and I didn't find anything. I couldn't get into any of the places I thought that I might find something about you and at the time that just fueled my distrust. I think whatever I found it was going to fuel the distrust but think I things are, are different now. I'm in a different place now. I'm not who I was when that happened and Again, I know that that's not an excuse. It's, I'm, I'm trying to explain, but I'm not trying to excuse the behavior. And if that means that I need to go or that you can't trust me anymore or can't be around me anymore, I will totally, totally understand it. But I, I just want to say that I, I want to be here and I'm choosing to be here. And I, I leave... I leave my fate in your hands, I guess. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I violated your trust and I'm sorry. Th- there's a reason I didn't bring this up sooner. And it's because I knew that someday you would realize everything you just said. And I know I've said it to you before, but you cannot force trust. And I trusted you enough to tell me that and I'm so happy my trust was rewarded I have lost my people before and it made me angry but if we don't learn from our own pasts then we'll never learn anything and I'm trying to do better this time around. 
Thank you, my friend. But the only place you and I are going is to the tavern right now. All right. Uh, first round's on me, I guess. Oh, absolutely. There's, there was never a doubt of that. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, well, I'm broke, so uh, first round may have to be on... Actually, may have to be on uh, Julie, the Corsair? The Corsair. Well, I, the- I, I've, I've got some wine left in, in my... Open open your mouth. Open. I, I, got, I have my squirt in <laughs> <laughs> and I think, you know, we just sort of like playfully, you know, squirt gun Aww. some wine at one another Thank as we you. walk. Uh, our next, uh, the next one is going to be, the next episode is going to be uh, a loose remake of the uh, the, the gunfighters because we're going to have to visit an optician because I've got <laughs> wine in my eye. Actually, the next episode is going to be a, a drunken history where we're actually just going to have you tell us what happens in the episode and then we're going to reenact it based on whatever you say. <laughs> So you get to the tavern, and the Corsair is there now with Carrie. The Corsair has now changed clothing. She's no longer wearing her morning outfit. She's wearing kind of a very... I, I want to let this be something that the, the the fan artists can have fun with if they want to, but it's like a very, like, somehow, like, space swashbuckler kind of vibe to her. I like, the it. long jacket, lots of brocage. She has her sword there. The hilt has been replaced with what appears to be some sort of Sonic-type device so it's a sonic sword that she has i love it and she looks impeccable now except for with joe's permission i want to say that she looks just a little bit disheveled a hundred percent a hundred percent a hundred percent not unlike that like when they would they would try to imply that like 11 and river had had like like when they would have a little bit of like randiness between the two of them i think that is that is how it looks and yes she is she has finished another bottle of wine and she she is very delighted and she they are at the table and she's ah doctor my boy i have, haven't lived like this in so long this is a delight so thank you for coming and getting me thank you thank you for helping me out all those years ago when the convoy had no idea that my my good friend well my my parents good it doesn't matter look it's all in the family right it's, it's time lord to time lord chums helping each other out so what brings you here to my to I guess not my home anymore. I guess my home is out in the bay. No, uh, but it's funny you mentioned home because I need you to tell me where Gallifrey is. <sighs> I had a bad feeling that was going to be it. You know, it was like the one, I was like, man, maybe he doesn't know that I know. Maybe he just like stumbled on me and is like, ah, you have a sword and let's figure out what happens here. But it had to be the one thing that I didn't really want to deal with ever again. How... Did you get into this state of affairs? Why Why were you Julie? Well, I had to be someone. But why here? Why now? Why, why hide in the first place? I mean, my family's always had, like, a penchant for this sort of swashbuckling, debonair kind of vibe. And I figured, why not go rock it out in 1600 France, see what happens, you know? And I did it. It was great. And I, I rocked that. Turns out I'm in the history books, it seems to be. I guess I died this year, huh? I guess I died. Wow. Hmm. Yeah, look, I looked myself up on my own little ship, and turns out Julie Diabne died in 1707 at 33 years old. So that's fun. All right, so basically, to answer your question, cue ball, uh, like the fuzz, it's very cute. There were five of us, and we had a plan. It was Rose's plan. It was a very good plan, kind of mean, but had to be done. And everyone had our part in it, and my part was to, to know the location, because somebody had to know. So I knew it. And then I hid it from everyone, including myself, by locking it away. We didn't trust anybody else to know it. Yes, but 
I've, I've spoken with the bookkeeper, and he sent me to find you. So, I think it's time for us to end this civil war and store Gallifrey. I don't think Gallifrey is savable. Um, if, if I could just interject, not to, not to sound all woe is me, wow, wow, baby, baby about it, but I didn't think I was savable until I met the doctor. I didn't think I had a future, and even when I was traveling with the doctor, I didn't allow myself to trust that he was who he was and that he was the type of person that he presented himself to be. I didn't think I had a future. I didn't think I was savable. I'm here now. And I believe in the Doctor, and I don't believe, I do not believe for a second that there is a person, place, or planet in the cosmos that is not savable. So when you say that, I don't believe you. As long as there's someone willing to try, there's a chance. And there's three people here with you right now who are willing to give it a go. Could be four if, you know, you wanted to help us out. What do you say? First of all, I say, Lita, take yourself three story points for that. That was awesome. That's a really good character development thing for you for this for the, for the seasonal arc. Playing off the scene you just had with, with Dan, so I'm giving you the story points. because Thank you. I, I don't think at the beginning of the season I would have expected that to come from, from Lita, so that's <laughs> awesome. So the Corsair pauses and she says, The things that I have seen happen on the surface of that forsaken planet are beyond your wildest, most horrific terrors but the rest of them believed in you the bookkeeper Romana did she die? what's happening? it doesn't matter anyway the others they all believed in you they all thought when the doctor comes back this will be okay and we just kept waiting for the doctor to come back and then you never did so if you don't believe me Go see for yourself. And she she taps you on the forehead. And when she does, the coordinates of where to find Gallifrey are in your mind. And she says, I'm not going with you. No desire to see that planet ever again. But I have to tell you that when you go, the time lock that Romana created is more complex than any you've ever felt before. You will not be able to anchor yourself to a timeline when you go there. It is designed to keep everyone out. So whatever happens there, you will be untethered in time. Sounds like a great adventure, to be perfectly honest. Well, try living with it for a century and a half. And she chugs her bottle, and she stands up, and she says... Carrie, it's been a pleasure. And she kind of like graces your your cheek very like caressingly. And she goes, maybe I'll see you around sometime. And she leaves. And if you follow her outside, you see her board her ship, the Esperanza 2, which begins to float above the water a little bit and then dissolve into nothingness the same way your TARDIS has done time and time again throughout your stories. I'm never going to forget her. I'm sure going to miss her. Hate to see her go, but love to watch her leave. Carrie, did you and the Corsair...
Javez there in the corner texting, you know, taking phone calls. No, I've only got an Henry. That's- Just text uh, 24601. Anyway. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Wow, I'm doing more musical references in, than I thought I was M-I. capable of. I'm 8675309. All right. Amazing. He's in Javino Javeritas. <laughs> okay, we're going to throw out the adventure we had planned. We're just doing this now. <laughs> There's that yeah. group in the corner. Oh, they look boy. less miserable than I do. A little boy comes running in and says, "How do you do? My name's Gamrush." <laughs> here in the ranks of high society, here in the thumbs of oh, San Rochelle. Would anyone like a peanut? Okay. You know what? Show some respect to Gamrush. No. Man. No. <laughs> Never kick a dog just because he's a pup. Because you're not going to be ready when the pup grows up. All right.